Welcome, everybody, to the Robert John and the Wreck podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California, that travels the world, eating local foods, drinking local drinks, melting faces. I'm Steve. I'm Warren. Did Robert say I'm something? Robert. There he is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I saw his mouth move, and he was moving and stuff like that. I just, I'm Andrew. I'm Henry. <laughs> <laughs> And this is episode 90, y'all. Damn. The big nine zero. We still, so. and we still haven't got that down yet. Well, we're getting there. That's just because you fucked it up it. that time, man. Working on it. <laughs> working on it. Like a heavy hammer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Episode 90. Oh, man. That's a good song. I haven't heard Hard that. Hard 90 FM, bro. I heard that uh, today on my drive up to. Uh, Laurel Canyon and then Woodland Hills. It was it was really cool to just turn on my car and the Delta Saints were uh, were just rocking oh. out. It was it was awesome. That's cool. That's awesome. Big shout out to the Delta Saints. A, yeah. a beautiful band out of Nashville. Beautiful people. Beautiful music. Hope you guys are doing well. Because obviously you're listening to this. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> which means you're doing extremely well. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of, well, uh, of of traveling places, uh, this weekend was, was was awesome, man. It was uh, four- guys. First, before we do that, I think it was, uh, and this will be great because I'll have no context for anyone who's actually just listening to the podcast audio. Way to do it! It was MacGruber ah. that Val Kilmer just ends up being the bad guy, <laughs> and you don't see him for a lot of the thing. He just shows up as Val Kilmer, like super <laughs> randomly in the middle of the movie, and you're like, Val Kilmer's here. That's, That's awesome. Funny. Well, that my was, weekend had nothing with McGruber or Val Kilmer in it, but it was. Uh, How did you guys get on that topic? I don't know. Vigo Mort, Mort, Mortensen, Mortensen, Vigo Mortensen, Vigo Mortensen, whatever his name is. Vigo Mortensen. I honestly, for, I honestly forgot about the fact we were talking about that before this. That's Henry's favorite actor, and then we were talking about people who were just as badass as Vigo Mortensen, and I said Val Kilmer, and then we got into all of our favorite Val Kilmer movies, and this is kind of like what happens before the podcast starts. <laughs> <laughs> now on the podcast but we'll, there we we'll get into that a little later we before the been. podcast on the podcast <laughs> yeah it's all the same it's all the same this is what we sound like all, it's all the time. just it's all just time but first first things first steve how was your weekend it was good man it was good i uh i had a bunch of <laughs> Bunch of recording sessions and uh, and and created a lot of new stuff and it was it was pretty rad and we got to play a show which I'll let you guys get into and uh, yeah it was dope and then uh, today we started the new uh, actually tracking the Philbrick record that I've been working on for the last a little over a year writing uh, with John Philbrick and uh, Dusty Schaller and Justin Gariano up at uh, Treehouse Recording in Woodland Hills. And that was dope. We did uh, we did three songs of leads and all the backgrounds uh, today in like four and a half hours, which was a lot of fun. And they're all super high energy, like really soaring vocals and stuff. Really fun stuff to sing. So it was it was nice to uh, to just go in there and and get the emotion out into a microphone for hours on end. Nice. It was awesome. Yeah. What about you, War? Well, um, we played a show on Saturday which is super cool for some of our friends at a house party uh, at Docent, our Docent buddies, Taylor and Garrett, Brett, good times. Um, 
Got a little bit too drunk on my end, but, you know, it's all good. That's what happens when you're at a ba- backyard house party where the <laughs> beer flows like yep. the <laughs> salmon of Capistrano. Capistrano. Um, but you know what? Aside from that, I got my couch on Friday. Mm. I ordered it in December, <laughs> and it finally came wow. on Friday. And wow. so now it finally feels like I moved into my house because there's somewhere to sit in my living room. So I'm very, great. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You did nice. get to see it real quick. So that was pretty cool. The dozen party was cooler than that, but um, yeah, that's was an important footnote in the history of this podcast. So I hope that goes down in the history books forever. How was your weekend, Henry? Uh, my, my weekend was good. I also, obviously played this show. Um, but, uh, aside from that, I got to see a really cool show the previous night at our local water and hold the Wayfair. Um, I got to see Kilo Bravo fronted by, uh, Robert John alumni, Chris butcher, as well as Balto, nice. which has my best friend, Adam Ditt and my good friends, uh, Dan Sharon and Tristan Lebeau in it. And, uh, it was killer. Nice. Honestly, they both crushed it. It was really, really cool. Um, just really cool to see your friends killing it back on stage again. And I miss that feeling of like being proud of my friends and being stoked on the people I know and stoked on the things that they're doing. Um, and today I worked at uh, Cream Tangerine Records. So might as well just say it. Um, if you're looking for used records new records uh if you're looking to sell records or trade records or anything of the sort um check out creamtangerinerecords.com or if you're in orange county or the southern california area uh feel free to swing by our spot is at the lab in costa mesa and i am there during the weekdays now uh slinging records and technically i'm djing as well because i listen to records all day there um and given the gift of music to people and the gift of vinyl, which is a wonderful um, and addictive uh, collecting hobby that has increased in severity drastically since I picked up this job. But it's a good thing. You know, it's great. I'm going to have too many records to know what to do with. It's going to be great. Um, I'm stoked on it. But yeah, if you like vinyl, uh, come check us out. I'm there Monday through Thursday. And uh, my boss, Parker Macy, is there on the weekends and sometimes shows up uh, while I'm on duty. And he's a great, very knowledgeable individual about all sorts of stuff um, related to music and vinyl. And we're about to get a lot of really, really cool stuff. Um, I got a sneak peek today uh, when I was leaving work, um, went over to Parker's and checked it out. And man, the collection that he just picked up is like insane. And it's just the tip of the iceberg of, this landslide of really, really cool uh, records we're about to get. So really stoked about that. Um, we're about to really, really step up the game. Our selection is already great, but it's about to be even better. Uh, and I'm really stoked for it. Nice. Um, Andrew, how about you? Why don't you go to Robert first? He's the next in line. I obviously was muted. Cause he, Did you cause he, me he to saw pick my on message. Me? Did you see me muted? Oh, oh. Did you see the message. You see the memo. Guys, you know I don't read those things. Just put me on the spot here in front of everyone in the world. Um, <laughs> I uh, I also played that show, which was fun. It was just fun to meet random new people. I just haven't met like 
uh, yeah. new people a long time. And uh, Robert and I hung out a little bit afterwards and just got to hang out with the docent guys a little bit more. They're all super nice. And so it's cool to just get in with another group of people and have that time to just make new friends. You know, it's been a while, especially with COVID and all that stuff that's going on. So thanks to the docent crew for hosting that house party and, uh, you know, hanging out. It's fun. Um, the day after that. Oh, so I can talk about this. We took photos. I, I guess I have to be pretty vague because I can't. The more I talk about it, the more I'll give away what we did. But we took photos for the new record uh, the morning of that show, too, me and Robert. And they came out really cool. And that's all I could say about it because I don't want to say anything else about it. Um, and then uh, we were having a celebration for uh, someone's thing. So I had a pizza party at my house yesterday. What? Um, we're doing something for one of my clients. Yeah, sorry, Warren. It was, uh, it was the wow. YouTube people only. but um, Shady. Okay. Shady, I bro. had a pizza party. We did. Okay. So uh, let me just describe it and make it worse then. Fine. Um <laughs> They had a combo, which was like uh, pepperoni sausage and then onion, bell pepper, olives, like the classic, like Supreme or whatever. So that was super bomb. And then uh, we did the Robert John pizza, which is pepperoni, pineapple, and jalapeno. We did pepperoni, normal bell pepper. It was all super bomb. Then we gorged out on some of these cookies. We had cookies and ice cream, made some ice cream sandwiches. That was good. I made my first mojitos of the season. They came out okay, so I have to get my. I have to go back to Spain again and get my my taste on to make sure I'm doing them right. I have to go back to Estepona and um, you know get back up to speed. Um, that was fun. I mean, just like hung out with the proper and, nutrition. Yeah, it was the first time I've hung out on my porch. I have one of these old style porches in Pasadena. It looks like an old house from the south or something like that, and uh. I almost never use them. I like hanging out on the porch, but my neighbors also hang out on the porch. And it's one of those things like, um, remember the Hatfields and the McCoys, like in the cartoons are like that old, like rivalry. I, isn't there a show about them or whatever? Yeah. Kevin um, Costner and but, Robert uh, Duvall. There's yeah, this old cartoon. It's on this channel. It's where, a comedy uh, song is like their theme song. Um, there's also this old cartoon with the Hatfields and McCoys where they're just both out on rocking chairs in their porches and they can like see each other from their houses. And so that's how I feel like, because my neighbor will use their porch. And then so we're just looking at each other, like hanging out on the porch and super awkward. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, well, I guess you're here too. So uh, it's actually cool to hang out on the porch and get to be outside because it's like uh, starting to get nice out. Yeah. So Robert, how was your weekend? It was great. Um, I did everything that you guys did for the most part. Um, I was bummed I couldn't make that show at the Wayfair uh, with Kilo Bravo and Balto, which are two great bands. Uh, if you don't know them, go check them out. Um, Kilo Bravo is one, and Balto is another one. Um, I had a, a, a solo gig that night, um, which it's nice to be getting back into working mode, but um, bummed I missed it. Um, and then, yeah, the, the dosing party was great. And uh, one thing I'm going to tell you guys on the podcast, but uh, all those all those dosing guys have got to, to know me for you know a while now because I'm, I'm there quite a bit but they were all like man we finally got to like hang out with andrew we finally got to hang out with steve and henry and like finally got to like talk to warren more um and uh, they all just love our band and love you guys and love who we are as people uh, which is always nice to um finally you know get get that time in you know it's one thing to go to the brewery and just say what's up man like thanks for having us you know like whatever but it's another thing to play a house party and actually get to like hang out with those people and get to know people on a different level 
than just, you know, I like your establishment and thank you for having me, you know? So it was really cool to hear all the, um, the good words that everyone said about you guys. Um, they all know I'm a piece of shit. So, um, (laughs) it was nice to hear the other side of that. Uh, and, um, speaking of pieces of shit, we have a great guest this evening. (laughs) He's one of my good friends. He was, uh, (laughs) I know. Right. I I thought, That'd be funny. Uh, he, he's he's one of the reasons why we started playing so much in Laguna Beach, California. Um, and he's just a wonderful human being and a great person to be around. Before we talk about what we're drinking, I would like to introduce Mr. Andrew Corradini. Yeah, buddy. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Yes. 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 No. Yes. 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 <laughs> I like Maybe. this. I don't know. <laughs> and, I like uh, this. Before we get into this who Andy Corradini is <laughs> and uh, and who he's about and everything he's done in the world, um, let's talk about what we're drinking first. Steve, what are you yes. Uh, so I went back to uh, Taps Brewing. And uh, brewery and uh, barrel house in Tustin on Saturday before the docent party. And uh, Aaron uh, completely hooked it up again. And this time uh, she gave me some uh, of this brand new canned uh, ale that from uh, Mason Ale Works. It's called You're My, uh, You're My Only Hope. And it's a May the 4th release uh, with R2-D2 on the front. Uh, right across from a fire hydrant. <laughs> the can's just fucking really rad. And uh, it's a imperial pastry stout with chocolate and strawberries. <laughs> and so I uh, I poured it into a glass. I actually have this, pastry stout? this nifty uh, cream tangerine uh, pint glass here. And it's dark as fuck and very tasty. It's uh, a little sweeter than I normally go for, but it's a very nice blend and just tastes like a chocolate-covered strawberry beer. <laughs> fucking great, man. I like nice. It. Sounds fucking good. Yeah. Where what you got, man? Steve, I got to say, because, sorry, sorry. To no, go for it. Just really quick before you move on. Uh, Steve got all of us a couple of these beers, and I saw that one in the fridge, and I was like, oh, this sounds amazing. And then I looked at the ABV, and I was like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> drink a 14% beer on the podcast. I'll be dead, you know, yeah. or, you know. That's 14%? It's, it's a, like a bottle of wine. 13%, yeah. And it does not taste it. Uh, the oh, the crazy crazy thing about all these uh, Mason Ale Aleworks uh, beers that I've tried over the last couple of weeks is none of them taste like they have as much alcohol in, in them as they do. I don't know how the fuck they blend it, but it's incredible and very dangerous. <laughs> but a uh, big shout out to Aaron over there at uh, Taps Brewery and Mason Aleworks for uh, taking care of us and uh, getting us all something to drink tonight. Yeah, epic. Well, with that being said, Steve was kind enough to give me one of the beers from Mason Ale Works called the LFG. It is a hazy double IPA, and it has this super nifty artwork on here that looks like, uh, I don't even know. It's like a, I don't know. Just look it up. The LFG by Mason Ale Works. All of their artwork is super cool. And uh, like Steve said, this is actually like a very light beer. Um, 
but the alcohol percentage is very high. So, uh, yeah, I like it so far. And I'm not the biggest fan of hazies, but I like a hazy double IPA. Ooh. And it's double dry hopped. So, you know, I feel like that's like a very California thing. Like as much hops and as much <clears throat> bitterness as you haze. can put into a glass. Yeah, yeah. Some haze. Yeah. Like smoke, yeah. ganja, all that sort of stuff. It's good though. Check, <laughs> check out Mason Ale Works. Um, what are you drinking, Henry? Uh, I just have to say... Great minds think alike, Warren. Ooh, <laughs> nice, dude. I got the same one. <laughs> same one. What do you think? Uh, I like it. Um, I've said this a lot on the podcast. I'm not a big IPA person, but something about the hazy IPA makes it just a little bit more palatable to me. Um, not to say that I will like, you know, be like, <laughs> if, if somebody brings me an IPA, like I'll drink it, but I just prefer other things. And uh, yeah, the hazy stuff for some reason is just that much more palatable and enjoyable for me. And, uh, this one's good. Um, I'm enjoying it. Um, and I love the name. Definitely. Um, I can only assume it's an acronym for one of my favorite phrases, which is let's fucking go. <laughs> I love using it all the time for all sorts of different stuff, you know, especially when I'm drinking a lot. I was going to say, we all have to guess what it stands for. That's the <laughs> obvious one. And I feel like there's a lot of not obvious ones out there. I mean, you can. Let's find I, guppies. I, I, thought, I thought it was something else the whole, the whole time. Uh, I, I, mean, I, I, I have one as well. And I thought it was life is fucking great this whole time. Like, you know, like, it it is, is like whatever. It could be. And I was like, life is fucking great. That's a great, that's a great term. And, I, and then could be. Henry said that earlier. And I was like, oh, that, that's definitely what it means. Laser fruit but, go. You know, also, let's fucking go. Life's fucking great. So. Lou I mean, Ferrigno's great. Yeah. Yeah. Lou Ferrigna. Yeah. Something. His ganja. I feel like you can <laughs> say. Lou Ferrigno's ganja. Um, <laughs> let's, let's F and then add anything that is like not good. Or just anything Let's in the G's the big one? F goats. <laughs> Let's F grandma. Let's F grapefruits, bro. Grandma. Yeah, right. Ouch. Yeah. Grapefruits. <laughs> so. Grapefruits. Yeah. Let's fuck When you goats. take out the ING of. That turned a corner. Okay. All right. It, it All right. Kind of okay. open ended there. Okay. Oh, um, on that note, Andrew Corradini, what are you what are you sipping Lewis on? Lewis Flumed is. Um, I'm actually. <laughs> I'm actually a little bit more boring this evening. I'm sipping on a little fucking peppermint tea in here. Nice. That's it. All that sounds much more fun, but I've been I've been uh, forcing myself to do this little yearly cleanse about this time of year. Sometimes it lasts till January, February. Sometimes it doesn't start till February. Sometimes it goes to June. But it's kind of my my boring yet healthy reset time of year. So. I'm I'm knee knee deep in the middle of it, but but we've coming we've out a slowly. couple of those. We've had a couple of those on this podcast, so people have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> They've seen our cleanses. So <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I'm uh, now that we're getting back to playing a lot more. I gotta gotta keep the the voice loose and rested. But what you guys said earlier, it's been it's been nice to be back to singing a lot more playing a lot more, having a lot more band shows and solo shows. So it's good. So in comes the tea. That's about it. 
Yeah. Cheers. Well, and one thing I'll say about you, Andrew, is that it's what you said, like every year you have your time. It's yeah. You're, you're pretty solid about that. I think it's been the past like four years. It's like when January hits, Andrew goes into, it's not hibernation, but it's like, cool. I'm going to cleanse for a little bit. Yeah, and so well, it's, it's, like, it's, usually, like, it's usually very like, like the whole year ramps up, and it, it, you start, you, <laughs> yeah, you, you start healthy, you start healthy, you know, and then you, you you cruise up to where you get to the point where you're like, cool, I'm gonna start. Well, it's a not, it bit, sounds like, um, and then you know, it's you're describing. It's I, think it's good. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing too. It's 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 good, but you're describing somebody that sounds very confident. It's like, yeah, like this is my, and usually it's like. Right before a crash and burn, it's like Jesus. I gotta, I gotta start. I gotta start getting some more rest. But, but yeah, I usually go. Uh, a couple of years ago, I think I went like six months. Last year, I think I did like four, maybe I don't even know two. I've been on since. I don't think I've had anything to drink since uh, February twentieth. Now, so wow. Um, wow, it's kind of it's kind of like I said. It's uh, it, you got to just embrace the sort of you got to find the. The fun and I got a couple I mean, of couple of wonderful little Mexico, crazy like girls that. Uh, no, you know you're right. You're right. I did. I took like two days and I broke. In fact, I broke so hard that one of the days I was in Mexico, I couldn't even drink because I because I did drink tequila. I probably had like six five margaritas. I just want the, just want the listeners to know it's not February. It was it was two weeks ago. No, I'm just, I'm just between, you. between February twentieth and now, I think it's been forty eight hours total of of drinking. No, that's great. true. It's true. I think it's but, great. Uh, I, think, I think it's I think it's good to do for anyone, let alone I should probably do that. But you know, yeah, uh, a lot of years I didn't do it. Only as I only as I've gotten gotten older, I've just tried to keep doing it. But. Yeah, it's good. It's a good little reset. So I am drinking some tea out of my one of my fun little Grateful Dead mugs. That's about it. Nice. I got little girls that are trying to get my attention that I told to get the hell out of here. <laughs> 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 no. Well, tell Haley. No, that, no I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Haley, get out of here. I got to do this. Babe, I'm on the internet. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I just drink one of the LFGs. Because Steve gave us all of them, and um, since you guys already talked about it, there's no reason for that. So what all, what Steve also gave me was a cider, and I love the name because I think it's clever. It's called Chai Me a River, <laughs> and if you don't know Chimey. what it's referring to, then you can go figure it out. <laughs> and so I just op- I just opened it. I haven't taken a sip yet, uh, so I'm going to do it right now. But mm-hmm. if you smell it, it smells like a chai tea. It smells great. <laughs> Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like it tastes and smells like a mix between Christmas and I a refreshing with summer's day. Ooh. With the chai. Which is weird because Christmas is in December and a summer's day is in the summer. But it's, it's a really <laughs> nice blend of both. <laughs> it's a, I guess it's perfect for spring. Um, it, that's really good. I have never tasted this until right now. Um, so this is all fresh, but it is, it is really good. That was, that was one of my favorites. That tastes this good and this alcoholic in a long time. Um, it's very dangerous. I, I, this is like, I could drink this in the morning. It's like a tea, but it's 5.8%. <laughs> so that scares me. Um, it's, it's really good. It's, it's almost like a, uh, it's almost like a, an apple cider. That's not 
too juicy and not too crazy. It's like, uh, this is really good. I'm sorry. I'm just like blown away right now. This is really good. <laughs> um, this is a try me a river. It's by Newtopia cider. Um, wow. Yeah, that is it's good. Yeah. I wish I had more. <laughs> I'm really curious as to why they didn't call it a chider. Wouldn't that be a good name? Uh, well, they also they also spelled cider with a Y, so I think they're trying to be a little different. Little, um, little kitsch. It's great. This is great. I mean, can you guys guess what I'm drinking? Uh, oh, oh, my God. let's fucking go! Let's fucking leafy fucking greens. Let's fucking great. Great minds do think alike. Let's fucking go. Yes, boys. Yes. Lou Ferrigno's yes. gooch. Yeah, Lou Ferrigno's <laughs> gooch. So we all probably looked at the ABV of the like crazy one and we're all like, oh, that'll, that'll fuck me up. <laughs> I just, I didn't think of that. I looked, this is the first one I saw in my fridge and I was like, yeah, this is a let's fucking go kind of night. Uh, it's good. And, it's and, not and a, also. Uh, it's not crazy hoppy on the front, but it's pretty hoppy on the back. I don't know right. if, uh, you know, that's what you guys are tasting. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it does not taste as al- alcoholic as it is. So that's, uh, you know, the dangerous piece of it. But everything everyone else says is good. The artwork looks like um, like Santa Rosa skater artwork from, like, the 80s. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. It's no chider, but it's good. <laughs> So funny story. I, I, I'm, I'm I pick, serious, guys. This thing is not. I picked up a four pack of the <laughs> chider, and I think I gave Henry one uh, last week, and then I drank the other three myself because they're just so fucking good. So I had to pick up more on Saturday when I went back to uh, to taps. But yeah, I, I was not expecting it to be as dangerous, as wonderful as as it is. And now I think that's my my new favorite refreshment. <clears throat> It'll be awesome. So just start using the word chider uh, and then just act like people are super stupid for not knowing what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when, when New England clam chider. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the red so, or the white? Some chider yeah. And like, and a chider. It's like, oh, you don't know what a chider is? Yeah. Uh, you mean yeah, a chai tea yeah. cider? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, what is it, red or white? <laughs> <laughs> They also have a horchata cider there that's Ooh. also pretty fucking ridiculous and wonderful. I when when I went in last weekend, I ended up having I think all but like I got flights and tried all pretty much everything but two of their their beers and uh, and they're all fucking amazing. It was uh, my and this is in uh, Tustin, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a Tustin yeah. on like Red Hill and. Uh, don't know, but like between like Edinger and Red Hill off of. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Right by Bell Avenue. Is yeah. this your new Saturday pregame? I think it might be. <laughs> so you guys should come, come hang out with me sometime there before we all go work at hangar. That's your brewery pregame. <laughs> you go to that brewery. I'm usually before working you before you. Brewery. We can't, we can't mention any reasons. We, have we can't to go talk like about anything after this. <laughs> Andrew, I just can't let this pass by too. I totally got your Ace Ventura reference. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I think even Warren said it first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the red or the white. <laughs> yeah. I always the forget red that. Or the white. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
great with I saw a picture of him recently. He's got a he's got a huge beard like me now, almost. I think Jim Carrey does. <laughs> I think so. I had a double take when I when I saw him the other day. He, he stopped by my house in interviews. No. <laughs> Just came yeah, over to say hi to the girls. Yeah. He turned into like a painter, and then he talks like he took too much acid. Yeah, like he lost yeah. a sense of identity. He's turned into he this, does. Uh, what did I? Guru I guy. saw him on one of those. What is this Seinfeld? The driving in cars with uh, coffee or with comedians. comedians or something. Yeah, I saw him. He had like one of those, and I saw all of his paints. Yeah, he's a crazy painter. He's such a good artist. Yeah, it's very political mm-hmm. too. Yeah. He does a lot of the uh, motivational speaking and stuff, I think. You know, another fun fact about Jim Carrey, if we're going to talk about him, I heard that he did Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, and The Mask all in the same year, thinking that none of those movies would be anything, and they were all probably like the staple of who he is. So good. (laughs) So good. The Mask is just all time. Oh, God. So good. The mask was the first one. I think so. I think Ace Fin maybe Ace Ventura might have been first, but I think yeah, Dumb and Dumber was definitely after both of those. Yeah. Um, if we're on this topic, I've been watching these random Jamie Kennedy videos on YouTube about <laughs> Son of the Mask and how it basically ruined his career. <laughs> so he like explains like how you mean that was the thing that ruined his career? I didn't know there was like a <laughs> I was wondering, and it was like a list of things. No, no, no. He's talking about like his his thing was steamrolling. He was having all this momentum, and then like he wasn't sure if he should do it or not. And the the <laughs> network or whoever was doing it like basically like roped him into it and paid him double to do it and stuff like that. And it was just the biggest flop <laughs> and the biggest like shit thing in movie history. <laughs> no, I'm excited to watch more of this. Hey, you know what goes well with Son of the Mask? <laughs> Oh, uh, some music. Wow, that's an interesting uh, thing to bring <laughs> up there. Uh, but uh, but I what just so happen I just so happen to have some music to uh, talk about today. Oh, but, uh, weird! I just well, weird. It's so weird how that works out, man. It's like like I said, dude. Great minds think alike. Let's fucking go. Let's let's really this. come on. Um, that's right. We'll so if you are Lisa Fry's garden. If you were anywhere in the world uh, after the United States Eastern time zone or, you know, further past that, it is May 4th today. It's going to be May 4th here very shortly in California. Um, Not only is it, you know, have uh, canonical Star Wars. Is he frozen? Or is he fucking with us? Uh, Was this part of his lesson? (laughs) There it is. Oh, you're back. There you are. Cool. Oh. Oh. Frozen again. <laughs> I'll pretend like I know what he was going to say. Um, <laughs> Star Wars, Star Wars, Star are we, Wars. There are he we is. There he is. All right, all right cool. Okay. I don't know what the fuck happened just there. <laughs> like My whole Viggo thing Morton. just like Vigo Mortensen, Vigo Mortensen, Vigo Mortensen. Say it three <laughs> times and everything freezes. <laughs> May fourth is also when we uh, lost Paul Butterfield in mm. 1987. If you don't know Paul Butterfield, he is, in my opinion, one of the greatest blues musicians of all time. Uh, yes, sir. He is a an incredible world class harmonica player, and not only that, uh, I think a, a, a severely underrated as a vocalist and a songwriter and band leader as well. Um, one of the greatest of all time. Um, totally just brought the you know this mastery of blues harmonica 
um, that these Chicago legends, he was, he was, he grew up in Chicago. And so he was around all the electric blues legends, all the original guys like Muddy Waters and, uh, people like that, um, passed on that legacy to another generation and, uh, and did it in sort of the hippie generation, like the mid to late sixties was kind of when he, I guess, was at his peak popularity. Um, he started off as a classical flautist actually when he was a kid and then later picked up blues harmonica, uh, because in Chicago there were, you know, there were all these sort of blues clubs happening and it was such a cool scene at the time that he was growing up in like the late fifties and early sixties. Um, so I want to talk about two tracks today, um, to showcase his talent. Yeah. And, and obviously, uh, the other cool fact about Paul Butterfield is, uh, the Paul Butterfield blues band backed up Bob Dylan when he did his infamous going electric at the Newport folk festival in 1965 that people talk about. Um, the Paul Burrisfield Blues Band backing up with, uh, as George said in the comments, uh, legendary blues guitarist Mike Bloomfield, um, kind of synonymous with Paul Butterfield. They're obviously, you know, they're in the same kind of scene, came up together. Uh, Mike Bloomfield played guitar in Paul Butterfield's band for uh, several years. And um, an interesting thing to note about this is, is uh, one of my personal guitar heroes, Walter Trout, um, has told me stories about when he heard Mike Bloomfield play guitar on the first Paul Butterfield blues band record that came out in 65, uh, which is where the first track we're going to listen to comes from. It's called Born in Chicago and uh, features not only the virtuosic uh, harmonica playing of Paul Butterfield, but also uh, the you know great rock and roll blues stylings of Mike Bloomfield on guitar. Um, so I wanted to showcase that, but I also wanted to showcase Paul Butterfield's amazing vocal talent. Uh, I think he was really underrated, uh, as well as his uh, sort of compositional abilities. Um, the second song is called In My Own Dream. Not only that, it features, in my opinion, one of the greatest saxophone solos of all time uh, by a young David Sanborn. Um, David Sanborn is really big in sort of the smooth jazz scene nowadays but at that time he played with the Paul Butterfield blues band has done a lot of uh you know various work in the jazz scene over the years um at the time when he recorded the solo he was either 22 or 23 um and I think he played it on a soprano saxophone based on what it sounds like maybe you guys can shed more light on that when you listen to it uh but anyways without further ado we have two Paul Butterfield blues band tracks hope you enjoy Oh, 
Strong 
<laughs> you think they were just running out of tape? They were like, hey, we're just going to slowly fade this guy out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, it's like that, that John Mayo, almost that era of like where the blues was just really like so psychedelic as well with some of the stuff that they were like doing in the like in the acoustic stuff that they were doing in the studio or whatever, you know, that um, a lot of that that era is just like so fun and that first one what was it uh chicago what was the name of that track born in chicago born in born chicago. chicago yeah i know it's uh it's same place similar um uh time period too but uh he has he does he's got a great voice it's like a magic sam or something you know like mm-hmm. that that the 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 voice not just the you know obviously it's that chicago blues like sound but that i don't know that same like there's a song lonesome whistle blues by freddie king and he's got that mm. same he was doing stuff in this that was like oh that's like freddie king or some of the old magic sam songs where they just like mm-hmm. yeah it's got that same uh same little slide down go up and then come come back down with his voice it's nice yeah it, it kind of uh, kind of reminds me of like peter green too like sure. with that old yeah. kind of stripped down way of the, especially that last tune was very I don't know just like yeah. that. there's a very there's a record time yeah there's a record by John Mayall called Empty Rooms that you can't really mm-hmm. I don't you know that song it's, it's a great album it's it's very folky as well you know um, but uh, there's some really like just sleepy like cool acoustic like blues tunes like that yeah and I, like I love that same, stuff yeah same same era you had also mentioned it. Mike Bloomfield before and I was thinking. Uh, the album uh, Super Session with him yeah. is that Al Cooper yes. record. Oh, that's yes. a great that's Steven that Stills. Rules. I love that record. Yeah, it does. That's a great, great, yeah. what a fun, fun live record. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just yeah. like a fun era of music. Like, it's, yeah. just, it's, it's so hard for me to not get fixated on that time period of like, like 65 to like 73 is just so insane. Yeah. Packed with all this crazy rock music history. Yeah, a lot of that blues stuff and a lot of that jazz too. That was mm-hmm. just not. It was not far behind those guys at the time. You know, it right, was just right. a decade or two. You know, and it was like a lot of that old big band kind of like sound, or even like how jazz started taking its own thing with Herbie Hancock and Miles Davis and stuff. But that shows up in a lot of that early like classic rock blues stuff. You know, those guys were just right on the heels of each other, and it's really fun. Those records of that era are so fun and all those genres, you know, the, the lines were like, like getting blurred. Yeah. Genres yeah. In a way. Yeah, totally. Totally. And now there's just no lines. We're in a wild time now yeah. of music. There's just so many sub, sub, sub genres. Can't even like, it's yeah. fun. It's fun to be a part of and to try your best to follow. But, yeah, that's got to be like my, my favorite era. That mm-hmm. and just the way that that albums were made and how they were recorded. That that mid seventies, almost like seventy five to even though all those sixties records were rad too. But like that that era of recorded music was just so fun, just timeless. Yes. yes. Yeah. I have a, I have a question, and maybe maybe you guys don't know, or maybe you do. But at what point did the harmonica? go from being like a super awesome blues, almost like a saxophone thing to like, kind of like a hokey, like, okay, you can buy a harmonica in like a gas station. And you know what I mean? Like, 
where did it start to like loop? Because you listen to that song and you're like, damn, like, especially with an instrument like a harmonica that really only has so many different holes that you can blow into to put so much passion into Hey-o. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, and Keep again, talking. maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like somewhere along the way it started to trickle down to like, okay, a harmonica is like kind of a gimmicky thing. But at the same time, anytime somebody busts one out and play like Robbie, plays a great harp and every time he busts it out it's like and so does that Andrew, is, so does, that yeah, is yeah. no no yeah, yeah. no Rob, robbie's robbie's a very freewheeling harmonica player no it, it is it's fun i don't know i don't know maybe this maybe the size of the thing made made people think it's kind of gimmicky but it's you know they're definitely they're yeah i, I think it's more of the fact of uh <laughs> I think I think it's more of the fact that it's a, it's a musical instrument that you that is this one of the smallest ones that you can just blow into like Andrew's doing and and create music, <laughs> which is why it's super easy to sell at a gas station. Uh, you know, it, it makes people feel like they're playing music sometimes. What other? What other? Just, uh, uh, here's an answer. You, know, to your question. Uh, you mean? It, it mean? Could you imagine selling like a, a small guitar? I was going to say, what other instrument, yeah. cool instrument, can you buy for like thirty bucks or forty bucks yeah. that you can that you can yeah. actually well, like that, that is very acceptable in a very big stage sort of environment and that's very cool. Like you know, maybe it's just the size. Yeah. I don't know, but it is. It's a lot of magic trapped in this one little cool instrument. And I could be way off of here, and and you know, tell me I'm full of shit if 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 that's the case. But to me, it just seems like the like when the protest songs started coming out, like civil rights movement and all that kind of stuff. And it was something that people could do just themselves and strap on their neck and go, go for that. You know what I mean? Like they weren't necessarily the most, you know, talented players, but they had something to say and it gave them an extra opportunity to, to uh, be more than just one instrumentalist as one person, you know? Is that totally off base? But that's just kind of what it seems like to me. I don't, I don't know mm. for for certain, but yeah, I don't no. think so. I think that that probably fits. I, that's a good argument. Well, and I and I feel like, and not to put these people down because they're obviously amazing musicians, but like yeah. somebody like a Neil Young or a Bob Dylan is playing harmonica a little bit differently than like you know a Paul Butterfield mm-hmm. or somebody who really is like destroy or even like a Stevie Wonder. I know he right. plays one of those yeah. chromatic harps, but like right. you know, kind of just like yeah. blowing into it to support a guitar rhythm thing as yeah. opposed to like actually like shredding on it like a real Well and the way that you shred on it is the two hands, right? And you can't do that and play guitar at the same time and like yeah. bend to those notes and the, so the thing yeah. that the thing that blows me away and just gives me like goosebumps like when I'm listening to like Paul Butterfield played him. There, there's so many great examples of this is, is that vibrato that he accomplishes. And it's, it's, I, I know like one other harmonica player that it even gets close to that personally, but it's like insane. Like just that, it sounds like his whole like torso is shaking to make that vibrato happen. You know what I'm talking about? Just that really like intense, deep vibrato that's happening in those notes that he's going for. Um, yeah, and it just gets me every time. It almost was sounded he, like there was a, a little harpsichord going on back there, or something was being tickled <laughs> in the back of that last song too. That was cool. oh, the last song. That was a no, probably the a mandolin. Yeah. This probably a mandolin. Yeah, yeah. It was probably yeah. Was it was it? just very kind of stringy yeah. and cool. 
Yeah, was Paul Butterfield a big guy? I don't know. That's a good question. I actually don't know. I have no idea. Um, Randy? Randy. (laughs) Hey. Randy. He's not paying attention. He looked like like a... Maybe one of you guys can listen. I I looked him up. (laughs) He he looks like a a normal-sized human. And I think one thing, one thing about that, like not, not like terrible shape, at least in the photo on Wikipedia, right? There's, there's people that can play the harmonica and get by. Um, I mean, I used to play harmonica back in the day when I was playing farmer's markets and stuff and playing like, you know, a bunch of shitty old songs and doing like the melodic thing. And then you, you hear people like Andy Cordini here, uh, that, that play harmonica along with their songs. And you're like, Oh, cool. Like he knows how to play it. Um, but you can also play the harmonica and not really know how to play it. And you can play it along with a, with a three chord structure. Right. And you, you can get by people be like, Oh, you know how to play harmonica. And you're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but so there's, there's, there's these different levels of harmonica and, uh, you can tell when someone knows what they're doing. Cause I mean, I've, I've seen, well, Andrew, let me interrupt you, you know, here. As someone who really does know what they're doing, playing harmonica like oh my God. everyone. Jesus Christ. Um, I have a lot of opinions on this. You know, my favorite harmonica player is me. So I've influenced myself a lot as I've gone to play harmonica. Right. And um, I feel like I'm pretty good. I'm oh not going to lie. That's so insightful. Do you guys want to hear well, something? Oh, my more? God. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's too beautiful. Andrew, it's too beautiful. It's too beautiful. I'm going to explode. I'm going to explode if you play more harmonica. <laughs> this would be so good. <laughs> this would be so good. Dan, let's fucking let Andrew, Andrew go. Andrew, do you have any harmonica? <laughs> well, both Andrews. I know I know Andrew Spavin has Are one. Are we doing game, a harmonica Andrew, off? Corradini, do you have any harmonicas close to you? I don't. Oh, come on. I don't. They're in my car. on the internet. It's okay. You can Battle just run of that the Andrews. Your station because, guys, guys, one second, one second. It would be a perfect time to do that. I'll be like, Andrew Spavin, please play yeah. something. And he would play. And then Cordini would play. And you'd understand that what exactly what I'm talking about. Like, what, whatever a Spavin play would have been like, cool. He knows how to play. But Cordini would play and be like, oh, he knows Andrew, actually okay. how to play. Andrew, I don't want to make you look bad. But next time you're on the podcast, <laughs> we will definitely do a harmonica off. And I can pull up a blues yeah, drum beat I, real I quick. Maybe man. teach you a few things. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to learn. No, it's funny. The harmonica is something that like I didn't even I kind of I can I can remember where sort of I was when I was learning to play things like the guitar, like the bass, you know, or playing keys for the first time, like with bands. But harmonica has been something I've been doing for, for a long playing for a while while and when some people are like hey you know when did you learn that or what you know how long did it take you to play and it's just like escapes me like i don't even know really when i started incorporating it or when i started playing it or how i started just like and the, the, my answer is always just like i don't know i just blow out and breathe in and just find it just find the note that somebody said earlier there's only so many notes on that thing so if you're ready to explore it it's, it's not i guess you just have it have to have a little exploratory sort of sense about music and just want want to learn it but i think that i think it was pretty damn fast i'm sure it was in like less than a less than a year and that thing was around my neck and probably never left i don't know but i kind of tend to lean on the same lines too which robbie well, does it robbie's actually very fun because he just goes he just blows can i say this whatever i've tried to learn harmonica i'm just joking about whatever shit i was saying before but i've tried to learn harmonica like seriously because i love harmonica 
like probably three or four times and like try to spend a lot of time watching a million videos and try to actually do it. And it's just one of those things that I cannot get. Like if you can whistle, you can, you can play um, like it's all in the cheese. Doing the, so. doing the ton blocking and actually getting something uh-huh. through one hole was really difficult to me trying to wrap my head around. Cause I understand like chromatics. I can play guitar and stuff like that, but as soon as you get me into thinking about them as blowing in and blowing out, I I'm so fucked up. Like if that makes sense, I learned a couple cool licks <laughs> and then I can't stick with it to save my life. So anyone who can do those sorts of things is like you are harmonica God among men, <laughs> unless I go back to my asshole character, then I'm going to, you know, say something. <laughs> but, uh, no, but it, really it's super cool. Like anytime I hear harmonica, it's like, magic in the smallest package like everyone was kind of talking about yeah those old those old players like uh like in those songs um they're great yeah paul butterfield yeah and and so r.i.p today speaking of harmonica i really want to get into what andrew corradini is as a person and i want to Ah. start it off with a story of how (laughs) he became a crucial part to robert john the wreck um we we were in the OC Music Awards in 2013, and uh, we got the OC Best Live Band title for that year, which was great. Um, and we got hit up by a local promoter here in Laguna Beach inviting us down, and, and it's because he saw that we won the Best Live Band, and that's the only reason he found out about us. But um, he booked us at a, a venue called Ocean Avenue at the time. Uh, it's gone through a bunch of different names. And uh, I had met Andrew through a bunch of different avenues of, of music beforehand. I think I went to your CD release at the rain room where yeah. you had Parker Macy play Billy Kern camp, Anesha Rose, just like you, you, you did a CD release yeah. there with a bunch of artists like pawn shop Kings and all that stuff. Uh, and I went there yeah, and I was just Parker like, was our first uh, yeah. connection. I think we're the, I was the yeah. original harmonica player in the Parker Macy blues band. That was wow. my, that yeah. was my invite. And got to open for BB yep. King at the House I, of Blues playing the harmonica. I was at that show. I was at that show. <laughs> I, was I think I played like three or four songs, and it went over, and then like, I played for like a year with the guy. I was literally up to the the, the barricade between the, yeah. the crowd and the stage. I was like literally up against the barricade, and I saw you play. I didn't know it was you until a couple of weeks ago, and Parker was like, that was Andrew. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah, and wasn't, wasn't Russell playing bass? Russell was playing bass. Oh Kevin Blights was on drums. So yeah. those guys are both in the Great North Special. That's and, uh, and then it was, um, I think it was, was it Ryan Radcliffe? Was he playing electric guitar? Was he playing slide? And then Parker played acoustic? I think. I think it might have been Ryan. <clears throat> but yeah, those are good days. Yeah. Well, and then, and so I was at that my, show. I was there. Woo! Back to my story is that I obviously knew you, Andrew, um, back then. And I was like, hey, man, we're playing in town for the first time. Uh, Love for you to be there. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if if you're listening right now, um, Andrew Cordini is basically kind of like the mayor of Laguna. He's been playing in Laguna (laughs) Beach forever, and everyone kind of knows him. Uh, If you walk around Laguna with him, he'll say hi to about 18 people um, within, like, (laughs) one block radius. Um, (laughs) And so you came out to that show and you sat small in town, with us. And I'm, I, I think you either played harmonica or just sang. 
and there was a good good crew of people at that show. And I think since you sat in with Chris us, is, like, I think Chris's dad was there playing yeah. guitar with you guys yeah. that night too. But uh, but because you sat in with us, it gave like this whole Laguna crowd. We 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 got credit because you like <laughs> you like almost like gave your blessing, and you're like, don't worry, guys, these guys are good. You should invite them into the Laguna bubble. And then ever since then, we started playing at Marine Room. Um, and you know the cliff and everything like that and uh i remember that night because it was the first night in laguna and we're like we're like cool but then like you kind of like came in and sat in gave your blessing that everyone that was there was like oh, okay these guys are cool if andrew cordini says they're cool <laughs> um but well, you know that, that was that was years and years ago and we've we've gone throughout life and we've gone through trials and airs of of living our lives and everything yeah man and, um the the steeps mountaintops and the valleys that we've emotionally <laughs> gone through together. Um, but now yeah. you are playing in a band called great North special. Yes. Which I love greatly. Uh, we got to play with you guys a couple weeks ago down at docent brewery. Um, and yeah. our one and only Warren Merle is yes, um, been playing bass with sharing, you. Guys. Yeah. He's been sharing the, sharing the space with us and uh, helping us out here. And it's been great. It's been wonderful. And um, I love having you in this uh, a part of this thing right now, man. It's great. Likewise, you guys yeah, are a very fun band to play with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you guys very are playing good. this yeah. weekend on May eighth at Hangar Twenty Four in Irvine, we which we've talked are. about on this podcast a lot. So if you're in Southern California, listening to this before May eighth, go check them out. They are basically the best time mm-hmm. you're ever going to have. Um, but what I wanted to ask you, yes, is you've been through the bands you've you've uh handsome grandpa um you've done your solo thing for for years and years um what's different right now about the great north special than any other group you've been in um and why does it make you more excited than anything else you've done so far well or if it you know i i i've you know we all kind of have our um when you're when you're starting playing music and you're trying to figure out what most, most of the time we love many, many styles of music. We love to listen to and play lots of different things where you're like a teenager, let's say, or like young and you're still trying to like figure stuff out. And so I've been through a lot of different bands that were totally different. Like first band I ever played in was I played bass for like five years and like a reggae hip hop punk rock band. And then it was like a, the handsome grandpa was like a very pop, uh, pop bass band with Ted, uh, Ted Z and the Wranglers. We, we were, we had that thing going. And then, and then it was like the, uh, Andrew and the tall ships of the North. And it was just mandolins and pedal steels and, nice. and banjo. And it was just all folk music. And then, but the cool thing about the very beginning, I feel like I, the one thing about the reggae band, uh, they're still playing now. I think they're, they're called Khalifa. Um, they're in like the Orange County. Like it's been a long time. It's been like fifteen, almost twenty years, and they're still doing it. We, they, we, we were called Bad Fish back in the day, but there was uh, so many pieces to that band. And being like a sixteen-year-old, seventeen-year-old playing bass in this band, there was like we had flugelhorns and we had trombones and DJs and many singers and keys, and it was just fun to be around so many instruments. And so then, kind of going through. All you know, even in the folk band, there's lots of instruments. But I feel like now with the Great North Special, it's kind of getting back to um, uh, there's just so many things happening in the band. And and to be to be clear, the Great North Special is sort of like the the um, um, 
condensed version of of what the farm was, which was just kind of a fun kind of local party band that Robert also played drums in. And Steve, you played uh, a show or two on keys. Yeah. It's just like, I think it was like 15 of us up there, just a bunch of friends making a mess. But then I started to think about that. Then I'm like, man, I want like an Andrew Cordini band to be kind of like this, just like a big, just a big, huge electric band, which is what the previous band that I had sort of started for myself wasn't, it was more of a string band, you know, everything was like um, acoustic instruments. And so um, wanted to just play funk. That's one thing that I just had never been able to, to achieve like just really funky like stuff, just big electric instruments. And so that's kind of what the great North special kind of got chopped down to about seven of us. And, uh, and it's, yeah, it's just a really big fun. We just have so much fun with it, with the, with the congas and Max and uh, in his percussion is just adds so much to it as well. And then Albert uh, on yes. keys is one of my favorite keyboard players, man. That yeah, guy, just wonderful human being. Okay. Just, like, so much all these guys, including Warren, all these guys just know how to make their instruments talk just like mm-hmm. your guys' band. And so I feel it's really, it's special because I know everything that I've done musically in my life and, uh, and, trust myself and have confidence and really am proud of all the things that I've done. And then to be a part of a, a band where you feel like everyone around you is just even better at what they do than you are, at what you do, it just makes it, it's so much fun. I just haven't had as much fun playing music in another band as I have in this band. So we just really want to keep writing tunes. We have one EP that we put out right before COVID hit. And then it's just been, we've been on sort of hiatus for this last year as so many people have. And then um, we're, we're, we have another song that we just started recording last week and just, yeah, just, just slowly, but surely trying to just, just filling the time with a bunch of other than those original tunes that we've got. We're just filling the time with a bunch of, uh, of our favorite, you know, covers to play just so we can be playing and working and, and staying fresh and whatever, but soon come, soon come. Hopefully it'll just be one of those, uh, Oh, one cover song in our back pocket that we can just pull out, you know, kind of like you guys did with on the run the other night. And I was like, that's, that's where the great most special has got to be in like the next month, you know, but yeah, so much fun. Love yeah. I mean, every guys. time I've seen you guys, it's just magical. I don't, I don't know if magical is the right word, but, it's just it, you guys have this groove that inspiring, but also like you kind of look at you guys and you're like, why does this groove feel so good? <laughs> like you know, it's well, just like it's it's this it's this feeling that you, you get. And you're just like you just too. you got to move. It's but I think I, music you can dance to is just so much fun. You know, not that yeah. like most of the stuff that I write is very like folky and it's so like and it's fun to be able to take that and just have it you know, blow up into something that you can like dance to because I play so many acoustic shows, so many like singer songwriter yeah. folk shows that, uh, yeah, it's just, it's fun to, to watch your folk song just turn into, I, I imagine that's like what Jeff Tweedy always feels <laughs> when he's like writes everything on an acoustic guitar and then watches Nils and these guys just fucking take it somewhere else, you know, but, um, yeah, I don't know, Little Feet and those kind of bands, that's that's what we're the band, that's kind of what we're going for. Love the Grateful Dead, but uh um yeah, just a little bit more funky with uh trying to still trip it out and take it out there as much as we can, but uh always try to stay in like a big funky pocket if we can. 
because it's the funnest thing to boogie to. Well, and I even like, like you. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. You go. I'm waiting for a chance to jump yeah. in. It's so hard. <laughs> uh, no, when I watch you guys, it's super awesome. And I feel like when there's that many people in the band to support the groove, like, um, it just stays locked in. I love seeing drummers with percussionists. <clears throat> and then, like, it, what starts to happen yeah. is everyone is in the rhythm section, if that makes sense. So everyone is a percussionist at that point. And everyone is just adding to this thing. And there's so much going on that it's easier to lock in with everyone. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's very, it's very rhythmic. Yeah. Well, and even, like, piggybacking off that, like, the people that you have in the band yeah. have such a good chemistry. Uh like, because I had seen you guys before playing the Everybody green room and stuff. On. Oh, there you go. And, um, and it was cool. Like, I'd come out to jam with you, and we'd play a song, or we'd, like, jam, and I'd be like, what was that? Like, that sounded like it was something already. And he'd be like, no, that, was, that, was, that wasn't anything. I'm like, really? I'm like, everybody, like, just knows their lane and knows exactly where to go and what to do, so much to the point that you're like, I was like, oh, that was a, that was like one of your guys' songs, right? And like, no, nah, we were just fucking around. Now let's get into <laughs> something real. It was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, this yeah, is cool. I mean that's that's the that's the sort of like the jazz of it, right? Like that's what that's what I I really enjoy uh, like really good jam bands that take it out there because they kind of go out there. When it's done right, it's like listening to those old like jazz records that are just like really fun, and everybody know there's a foundation to it. But you're then you can play off that foundation and you're free to just go wherever and just I'm gonna go there for a while and then it's oh he's going over there we'll just join him and follow and oh okay we're we're gonna come back now is everybody down to come back okay we'll come back now and you just kind of it's all different it's everything is all the parts are you know but the, the parts of the songs definitely are you know they're set in stone they're concrete but then you can just riff off it and it's just so much fun it's just so much fun you know to I enjoy playing a song for, you know, seven, eight, nine minutes, you know, and letting it go out there. If it, as long as it's not boring, as long as it's changing, yeah. changing shape and it's cool. It's, it's a lot of fun. We were kind of talking about this last episode with Brett and our style of improvisation <clears throat> and that you, like when you guys in the band feel like <clears throat> you don't know how the song's going to go or you don't know how it's going to end. And yeah. you're just as excited as all everyone else <laughs> to figure out what the end of the story is. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's like watching a movie or something, but not knowing how it's going to end. And you're like, we don't know how it's going to end either. Yeah. We're just trying to, you know, feel it out. In the I think, yeah. Do you, do you yeah. guys feel like that? Or yeah, we do. Sometimes there's just a lot of crash landings. Where it's like, oh shit. <laughs> but most of the time, it's just most of the time everybody knows everybody knows how it's how it's going to. And we just don't know where we don't know mm-hmm. when we don't know when, you know, but um, yeah, it's just, it creates more room for dynamics and things breaking down and things going double time and things, you know, it's just, it's always, it's a fun band. It's a fun style of music to, to play because it's, it's, it's doing that, you know, like I was saying earlier and like you were saying, everything's so percussive. So when, when you're, there's three guitars in the band, but my job is just very simple. It's almost like silly. It's just so slight because that's all it needs. Anything more would sort of like ruin it, you know, and everybody's just got this slight, you just touch this and touch this for a little bit. And it's like, perfect, you know, um, and everything becomes very percussive and, and, uh, just 
the guitars can become very percussive. Everything is very rhythmic and, um, and, and I don't know, as long as it, 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 it stays, most of the stuff that we trip out on is, is that we kind of take, take off on is still rooted in something very funky and very grooving. Like whether it's the song that we're probably going to play a little bit later, like big Sur river. will when we do that live, we'll come into, we'll take a few minutes just coming into it before we even before we even start, you know, the song we'll probably play it for like four or five minutes before we even start singing, you know, and then it'll end, it'll take off a little bit, but it's still rooted in something kind of pocket funky. So that's, that's what I love about bands like little feet and the band, you know, when they were, you know, doing those big live shows with all the brass and stuff, it's just like, it's, you know, not necessarily tripping it out like the dead would or something, but they're just so it's just such deep pockets, you know, it's fun band, fun band to play in. And again, especially like the, the percussive element to it. Like when you have a drummer who's playing with a percussion player, it's almost like that thing is just going to keep rolling and you almost don't even need to play. Yeah. Like there's parts of the songs where nobody's playing or it's just guitar, it's just bass or even just keys or vocals. And it's like, yeah. as long as you have that train going and you have the percussion and, and Kevin and Max play so well off of, off of each other too. That, yeah. um, it's like, this thing is just going, you can hop on when you want, you can hop yeah. off when you, when you don't feel like it, but like, you yeah, know, there's especially no when, Max, when Max is going with those hand drums, he's an extremely uh, talented uh percussion player too he's a great drummer as well he at one point i believe wanted to move back to new york and be a, a jazz drummer he's been playing drums like all of his life but his hand drum playing is just like uh it's it's on another um um another terrain you know but when he when he and kevin get going and then even when albert will tickle in with like some piano then you have this sort of buena vista social club like thing it is just so it's so fun yeah it just takes a takes another another turn so and then russell is wonderful and his voice is just very beautiful and very different than mine so we've got these two we got these two uh, great. contrast on, yeah great yeah it's fun yeah you guys have three guitar players you said right you and two other soloists yeah and then ben ben is a very great like rock and roll ben. blues guitar player that he plays uh pedal steel as well so he's, he's the best he's he is he's he's fantastic and then russell is a really really great uh, lead guitar player as well that is kind of like just um y y the focus is so much on ben that you kind of forget about russell and he'll start playing and it's so yeah then i play electric guitar too which is just really fun for me i'm just like in the in the back so and then when i you when i start to when i start to shred it then it's it blows people's minds you know <laughs> you guys are the foo fighters of jam bands no, i was gonna say that everybody's uh voice like is so nice. different in, in in the solos in the guitar solos world when you hear uh russell take a solo it sounds like russell when you hear Ben yeah. take a solo, it sounds like Ben, and they're on different planets. If that makes yeah, sense. totally. So it, it's totally. it's, it's uh, really cool because you, it's not just all oh, whatever Jerry Garcia licks or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like really easy to happen in a jam band. Yeah, they yeah. are their own people, and you hear their personalities and their soloing. Totally, totally, and their tones and their soloing and everything. Yeah, I think that uh, when you, when you're playing, just like you guys, you know, when you're playing with guys that you can with with people that you can not only that you can trust because you just 
you you know what they're going to do is just going to be fine, whatever it is, and and who are very talented and uh, and accomplished and just easygoing, then then uh, the personality, the individual personalities, definitely definitely pop out, and you can see that in a in a talented band of brothers and sisters. So it's awesome. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We go from all comments. I was losing I was losing it a little bit. It was, people, <laughs> and the opposite happens. There's just like huge quiet, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, when we were playing with you guys, I had just come off of a uh, uh like not sleeping a lot and I drove down to San Juan <laughs> and like was sleeping in my car, but I was listening to you guys the whole time. And yeah, I watched like a couple songs, and then I went into my car, and all those things I'm talking about, I heard from there. If that makes sense, like yeah, 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 like yeah. all that personality. I was like, oh my god, you know, this is so great. So. And we're just, it's we're having fun just getting back at it again. You know, it's been, I mean, it, like most of us, I've you know been playing pretty steadily for like 20 straight years. You know, like like with not really. I think I moved up to a farm. I don't, I don't think I did, but I think it was like eight months, nine months where I like held the guitar in my hand, not, not too often. And that was in like 20 years. Plus I was like the, the longest stint until COVID. So it's been, it's been a weird year, but now just getting back to it has been super fun. So yeah, we've got after this Saturday, we're going to be playing the Wayfair the following Saturday and then a bunch of other stuff coming up in the summer and trying to get more stuff recorded and put something else out and just keep having fun with it. You know? Awesome. I'm going to record yeah, your okay. set on uh, on Saturday. By the way, what's that? I'm going to record your set on Saturday. If if if, if nice. So yeah, I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. It's going to be dope. It's going to Dude, be I'm great. so pumped to mix you guys, dope. man. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. You're doing sound, man. And uh, if you're listening to this right now, we uh, been talking about this great music for the past 20 minutes, and. Uh, <laughs> To finish off this podcast, we're going to be listening to Big Sur River uh, by the yeah. Great North Special, uh, which once you hear it, you're going to fall in love and you're going to go follow them and you're going to make them your <clears throat> second favorite band after <laughs> Robert John the Wreck. Um, and so, Andrew, <laughs> I want to say uh, thank you so much uh, for being here. I mean, you're, you're one of my good friends, so it's kind of weird. But uh, thank you, guys. Thank you yeah. so much for hanging out with us this evening. No, I appreciate it. Thanks uh, for having me. And being here. Because uh, it's just it's always good to support our closest friends yeah. that are obviously making amazing music. And just one more Sometimes. thing before that I got to touch on from back at the beginning is uh, the greatest Val Kilmer movie of all time is Willow. <laughs> <Hands down. laughs> it's, true. it's definitely true. I've been trying to get that in for like an hour and a half. Now. Your next, your next, uh, your next Great North special record should be called Full Circle. By the way, Just, <laughs> yeah, uh, full circle. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Full for Rigno circle. <laughs> full Rigno. Yes. <laughs> full Rigno. Yeah. Uh, click the links in all the descriptions uh, in, in the descript. All the links in the description below, and uh, check out all the cool shit from Andrew Corradini and the Great North Special, and Mason Ale Works, and Henry's History Lesson Playlist. Sign up for our email list for uh, exclusive offers and news on us uh, that don't uh, always get out there on the podcast here, but we we uh, try to keep up with you guys on there. Follow us on Instagram. Follow everybody on Instagram in the links in the description below. 
And uh, have a wonderful week, everybody, and get wrecked and to play us out. Big Sir River by the Great North Special.
Woo!